In May of 1999, Pastor Ron Wiggin addressed the church at a general business meeting and informed us that we had the opportunity to have Mark Heron come as a summer intern. He was a junior at Baptist Bible College at the time and would be coming to work with our youth ministry. Brad Offelman made the motion seconded by Merritt Perry. The motion carried. Fast forward to July 7, 2002, the then single Mark Heron preached the morning and evening service. Following the service, a meeting was convened where Jeff Saucer made the motion. Uh, we asked Mark Heron to be our assistant pastor. This was seconded by Almer Miller. All right. Getting in the minutes, Almer. Awesome. A church vote ensued, and Mark was subsequently offered the position he accepted and began his official pastoral ministry here at Carroll First Baptist in September of 2002. Three months later, he married the second love of his life, Amanda, Jesus, of course, being the first. In the years to follow, Pastor Mark has served this church and faith family faithfully with love, compassion, and integrity. And emotion. And I've only been here eight of those years, for crying out loud. Many of you have had the opportunity to watch as the Lord has grown him as a man of God, a husband, a father, and a pastor. Good grief, settle down. He's just a man. All right. In September of 2005, Steve Young made a motion that we convene an ordination council in October for Pastor Mark. Don Scott seconded that motion. Then on November 6, 2005, Pastor Mark was ordained into the gospel ministry right here on this brand spanking new church stage. His parents were in attendance of that service where his father, Teddy, gave the charge to Pastor Mark. Mark served as our youth pastor from 2002 to 2014, at which time a third pastoral position was created where Pastor Mark's responsibilities saw him caring for the singles and young families. This would also provide him with more time to lead music, preach, and pursue his master's degree, which he completed online from Clark Summit University in December of 2015. May 2017, senior pastor Ron Wigand announced his retirement. And in the months that followed, a search committee gathered to begin the process of finding God's man to fill this leadership position. It was then in April of 2018, the search committee and board recommended to the church that we call Pastor Mark to make a ministry transition from associate pastor to that of lead pastor. No shocker, here he accepted and began those responsibilities in July of 2018. Now, here we are, four years later, to celebrate and recognize the faithful ministry of the pastoral renaissance man, if you will, who has gone from intern to lead pastor and everything in between. As you may have surmised by now, Pastor Mark, this right here, if I can get it, this order of service you gave me. For those involved, you can now disregard the original order of service and pull out your super secret special order of service. Look on the bright side, Mark. This should be an easy week of message preparation for you because the message you have for today is next week. So, sorry and you're welcome. Over the course of our church hour together and maybe a little bit more, we're going to worship and give praise where praise is due, our almighty God. For it is he who created and sustains this church. It is God who has guided and shaped this man to be the right instrument for his eternal purpose here in Carroll. Can I get an amen? This service is to be a recognition of Pastor Mark's faithful service to this church, yes, but ultimately of his service to Christ our King. We should desire nothing less than a shepherd who will lead us faithfully to the foot of the cross and speak God's truth with unwavering courage. And that he has. So, at this time, I'd invite you to stand with me if you're able as I read our call to worship this morning from the book of 2 Corinthians 3, verses 17 through 18, and I'll invite our praise and worship team to join me. 
2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through 18, read this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. At this time, we have a few individuals who are going to come and share regarding how the ministry of Pastor Mark and Amanda has influenced and encouraged their relationship with Jesus Christ. All right, picture uh, five years ago, a uh, couple moves from a big city, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, comes and sits in a parking lot because they missed the church service that they were supposed to go to, and they sit here in this parking lot, and um, the first thought is, boy, I don't think I'm going to fit in here. Um, if you look at me, I look a little different. And so I thought, there's no way I would ever be accepted here. So we came in, we slipped in, we sat in the back right in front of the sound booth, my wife and I. And we listened to a sermon by Pastor Wigan, and we thought, you know what? Yeah, this is pretty cool, but all right, let's just try to sneak out. And I know how, you know, I was a pastor, so I, I know how this happens. You kind of wait for the pastor to be engaged in somebody, and then you kind of do one of these behind them. <laughs> and so we, 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 we tried to do that with all of our, our skill. Uh, but all of a sudden, some voice came running, running out of the sanctuary, running towards us. Hey, 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 wait a minute. You two right there. The one in the Philly shirt. Yes, you. Oh, hi. Uh, I don't know you. What's your name? Uh, I'm John Christine. Uh, well, is this your first time here? I haven't seen you here before. Yeah, 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 yeah. First time. First time here. Uh, good, glad to meet you. Well, where are you guys from? Oh, Philadelphia. We just moved here. You just moved from Philadelphia to Cairo? Now I know you don't belong here. No, it just... And so we talked with this guy, and, and uh, he just shared, Oh, we're getting ready to go to Philadelphia. I, oh man, you got to see this, and you got to have a cheesesteak. Um, go here for that, and oh, you're just going to love it. We just knew his name was Mark. That's all. We didn't know anything else. And we're sitting here, and, and all of a sudden, we come to realize that this was the assistant pastor of the church that, that ran us down. <laughs> that started. For Christine and I, we prayed our biggest prayer before we left Philadelphia. It wasn't for a job. wasn't for the house which we already knew we had. Our number one prayer really was for a great church and for a great family. I'm taking a lot of time here. I've got to wrap this up. Um, but for a great family. And that day... That day right there, we put a pin in and say we found our home and we found our family. And I want to thank Mark and Amanda and all the kids because you guys welcomed us here when we didn't think we were going to be. And your love and your care and the support that you've given to us. Now I'm going to cry because it's been just amazing and I thank you um, this past year has been really hard for me with you know getting off the deacon board and and you've been there supporting me and putting your arm around me and asking me constantly how I'm doing I got your back for the rest of your life. Just know that.
Hi, um, I'm Debbie Erbacher, and um, when I was asked to share about uh, my my relationship with Pastor Mark and Amanda, it was a blessing, truly. Um, I've had the pleasure of growing up with their ministry. Um, I was a VBS kid when Pastor Mark came as an intern, and Marsha Offelman coined his nickname as Mark with a C. I remember that. <laughs> um, like the gospel, but Mark with a C. Um, and just going through youth group all six years with Pastor Mark, and um, then transitioning into his associate pastor position where he, he worked with the young adults. I, I came to his house countless Sundays, and we got to fellowship at his table and really grow as friends, not just mentor-student relationship like we had in youth group. And um, also then and getting to be in a life group with Pastor Mark and Amanda and having counseling with him on a personal level and really just the, especially the mission support that I've received from them as a high schooler being a little nervous to, to say publicly, I'm, I'm interested in missions. And to get to the point at a teen leadership conference in Pennsylvania to say, I think that's where the Lord has me. And to hear Pastor Mark and Amanda say, we've been praying. We've been praying that you would feel that pull from the Lord for a long time. And to have that affirmation from them was so encouraging. So thank you. But I, I really just wanted to talk about the ways that they faithfully served um, hearing, hearing messages from Pastor Mark for six years, countless Wednesdays. Um, that's his job description, but he went above and beyond, and so did Amanda. Uh, they showed up. They showed up when it mattered the most to me and the hardest times in my life they were there. Um, in little ways, like coming to my softball games, even though we were sure to lose every time, <laughs> um, to to showing up for me and my sisters in really hard times in our lives um, when, when my world felt unsa uncertain, unstable. Uh, they were there. They were there. And just to, to be family, um, it really felt that they cared in a way that went beyond just, you're my responsibility. Um, um, we went on three missions trips together over summers, and they looked out for each and every one of us. There was a day I was sicker than a dog, and I went to bed <laughs> in a cabin over rest time, and I slept straight through dinner, and I woke up totally disoriented, and Pastor Mark was not there, but Amanda was, and she said, just wait, just wait, Pastor Mark's coming, and he ran up with a plate of food that was all ready for me, and I was so grateful because I was so out of it, and he, he just, they cared. They cared so much in the little things and in the big things, and I will be forever grateful for the impact that you've had on my life, and I'm super blessed to be able to now be a youth leader for three of your kids, and that is such a blessing to see them growing and becoming uh, a young man and young women who are shining bright for the Lord. Um, it's truly a heartwarming gift. So thank you for what you've been to me and my family and this whole church family. We are eternally grateful. Thank you. Well, I've been given the opportunity and was asked to share a little bit about the significance that Amanda has played in my life, um, spiritually. Um, so, Amanda has had a significant impact on me spiritually, primarily by being a great example to follow. It is evident that Amanda loves God by the priority she puts on spending time with Him. She has taught me to be creative in finding time, even if it's listening to an audio Bible while driving in the car, or doing Bible study while you're sitting in the parking lot waiting for your grocery pickup. She believes in the power of prayer and the importance of casting our cares on him. She prays individually, but is also eager to lead a group of kids, teens, or friends when called upon. Maybe the biggest way she has been a spiritual encouragement to me is demonstrating godly priorities of God, husband, children, than others. In the 18 years that I have known her, she has ordered her life this way. She loves God by loving her family well and also those around her well. 
Proverbs 31, 26 says, she opens her mouth with, with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Amanda has been willing to listen to whatever I want to say. She has rejoiced when I was rejoicing and wept when I was weeping. Her words and replies are full of biblical insight, kindness, and love. On several occasions, she has sent me a message with a book recommendation, a podcast link, a song, or a Bible verse to speak to a need in my life. Our church did a good thing by calling Mark to be our pastor because he loves God, God's word, and God's people. I believe Mark did a good thing by choosing Amanda for his life partner because she also loves God, God's word, and God's people. Proverbs 31.30 says, A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. We are a blessed church to have a pastor's wife who truly fears the Lord. Hi. <laughs> I was asked to speak as grandma and grandpa, but um, I'm going to go beyond that a little bit, and I'm speaking for both myself and my husband. The guy, I was praying about how to, what to say here, and we only get three minutes, so I'm trying to... That's why we're not both speaking. And I just want to share with you all the ways that I've seen God moving in the lives of Mark and Amanda throughout the time to bring them to this day. We've had the blessing of knowing Mark and Amanda for over 20 years, and we've seen the hand of God working in their lives during that time. And I know that Chris gave you the business part of it, but I'm going to give you the behind the scenes a little bit. We knew Amanda when she was in high school, and at that time she accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior. And she was involved in youth group, and she grew in her walk with Jesus, and God was working in her life. And a few years after that, Amanda went to college, and Mark came to be an intern pastor at FBC. And God convicted my husband, not me, but I went with it to offer him a room in our empty nest house. And so it was a blessing, and we became more acquainted with Mark and who he was. In the middle of his internship that year, the youth pastor at FBC left, and Mark was no longer the intern, but he was the youth pastor. And that shook him up a little bit. He was challenged by that change of events, but God was working in his life, and he leaned on God, and he persevered to finish the year. And then he left Caro to serve with his dad. While living in Caro, he met Amanda. God was still working. <laughs> After some time in a distant dating relationship, they fell in love. They were married here at FBC in December of 2002, and we were blessed to be part of that celebration, having had a relationship with both of them as they were single people. During Mark's absence in Pennsylvania, or in New York, he... Um, the FBC was not able to find another youth pastor, and they were looking, but there just didn't seem to be anything coming through. God was working. Mark had a desire to return to FBC. He loved the people here from being here just as an intern, and he wanted to serve as an official youth pastor, so he applied for the job and was accepted, and people were very excited to have him back. After a few years of getting married and having a good time being past youth pastor and wife, they started having babies. Imagine that. And each one has been a very special blessing to us. We were labeled grandma and grandpa, and we kind of had an inside scoop on a lot that was going on in their family. And after a long, and, and we really can see God working in the children's lives because they are now followers of Jesus Christ and having a powerful testimony around their peers and doing so many things for the Lord. And it's such a blessing to see that. Later, Mark was moved from youth pastor to assistant pastor. And then when Pastor Wigan retired, Mark, was, Mark applied for the lead pastor position. After a long process, he was chosen to become our pastor. God was working. After, after the vote... God was working as many of God's people came alongside of Mark and Amanda to help them learn the ins and outs of being lead pastor and wife. That's a big job, and we don't realize how much there is to that. But people here were working to help him along and to be 
God's hand, and that was wonderful. Um, now we're celebrating 20 years of their service here. God had a plan for Mark and Amanda to be here today. They've grown through trials and blessings. They've persevered and kept their eyes on Jesus. They have loved the Lord through all of it. They have loved God's people here at FBC. We have watched God work in their lives and are blessed beyond measure at the amazing things God has and is doing in this family. Mark continues to preach God's word, as you know, and its application to our lives every day. Amanda is the caring, kind Proverbs 31 woman of God. Their children are being raised to love Jesus in the Bible. They strive to live what they proclaim. They just don't talk it. They walk it. They love the Lord from their hearts. We have been had an inside um, view of all of this and, and God's work in every part of their life. And we know that they belong here, and we are celebrating with them. We rejoice, and we're glad for Mark and Amanda and their service here at FBC. To God, God be the glory. Hello, my name's Caleb Hill. Uh, it was actually my dad that was praying up here earlier. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was funny that he mentioned uh, how the impact of Pastor Mark has been on his kids because I am one of those kids and the impact has been great on me. Um, so, uh, a little bit of backstory about me. The first year you started was our seventh grade year, so you got us the first all six years. We were the best class, go 2008. <laughs> Um, yeah, even though some may disagree with this, but uh, he's been there through college years as well. Um, as we went off and we come back, uh, we even had a special gathering together, actually called The Gathering, where we would go over to their house. Uh, and there was nothing about that other than just an informal time to get together, speak, talk, be friends, hang out, have coffee, and just talk about what's going on. Yeah, what? Shh, it's my story. So... <laughs> Uh, it's actually funny because there is actually where I met my wife. Um, I mean, we knew each other, but like we didn't necessarily know each other. Um, but through there, we actually grew together. Um, and then we actually got married, which was awesome. So he's been there a lot of the steps of the way, which is awesome. So a great model, great um, model, mentor, that kind of thing. But I do recall one time that I remember sinning against Pastor Mark. And I actually had to go to him and actually ask for forgiveness and as hard as that is, uh, the response I got from him was crazy. I was met with kindness, gentleness, non-judgmentalness, if that's even a word. Uh, but he didn't judge me. He said, I forgive you, and we move forward. And that was huge and impactful upon me and how I treat others. And it was just crazy to have that as somebody from that position. And it, it impacted me for the rest of my life, and it will. Thank you. Now I'm sure there are several of you who, if given the opportunity, would love to share with the Herons how their ministry here has influenced your life for Christ. I'd invite you to write a card or a special note or send it to them. Uh, it'd be a great way to share a more detailed story or shared experience where their ministry has impacted your spiritual life. I know they will be extremely humbled and touched by your loving and kind words. So I'd invite you uh, at some time, uh, reach out, Facebook, text messages, all those things, and uh, just flood their inboxes with stuff. All right. Pastor Mark, you know full well that your reward is awaiting you in heaven. Having served alongside you for the last eight years, I've witnessed firsthand and on a day-to-day -day basis that this is true. You, as well as your wife and family, have given of yourselves to see this faith family develop more and better disciples over the last 20 years. And for that, we could simply say thank you. But that's just not our style around here. So I'm going to ask you and your family to please come join me right here on the stage. I contemplated bringing up those church pews that used to be here in the 90s where you would just, the pastors would sit and just have you guys sit here the whole service, but also thought that might be mean. <laughs> so I elected not to do that. So, 
When we hired Pastor Mark as our lead pastor, this in no way required any obligation on the part of Amanda or the family outside of their role as members of this local church body. That being said, I know as a pastor's kid myself and a husband that pastoral ministry affects his family. Board meetings, counseling sessions, hospital visitations, funerals, weddings, and so on, the list goes of events and activities that fill a pastor's calendar. It takes a special and dedicated wife and children to come alongside and support, encourage, and even aid in this vital ministry. So Amanda, kids, we as a church also wish to recognize and thank you for your role in serving this church and caring for our pastor. To that end, we have a special gift for you, Paige, Luke, Johanna, and Owen. The cards. Thank you for encouraging your dad, supporting him, and sharing his time with us. We recognize and appreciate your sacrifice. Amanda, beside every good man is an even better woman, right? So today, which also happens to be Amanda's birthday... This feels better. <laughs> Today, which also happens to be Amanda's birthday, we would like to say thank you for loving and supporting your husband, for together raising your children to honor God and sacrificing time, talent, and treasure for the advancement of the gospel in this church community. Pastor Mark, as a shepherd of a faith family, it can be difficult to carve out time for your family. We as a we can be stubborn and demanding sheep from time to time. For that, we apologize, but we also say thank you for watching out for our spiritual well-being. We'd like to thank you as a family by giving you this Club 24 Family Fun Pass. There we go. Complete with dinner for the whole family and a round of mini golf at their newly completed facility. Pastor Mark, you have and will no doubt continue serving Christ faithfully with your whole heart. As a thank you for your 20 years of faithful ministry here at Carroll First Baptist, we would like to do something special but also educational for you and Amanda. Last week you shared from God's word in 1 John chapter 2 that a follower of Christ must walk as Jesus walked. As a pastor, that Christ-like walk influences your ability to minister to us. So I wonder if it would further influence and impassion your ability to minister here if instead of walking as Jesus walked, we subbed out a word to say walking where Jesus walked. I guess we'll find out when you and Amanda get back from your trip. We'd like to send you and Amanda on an 11-day Holy Land excursion. You'll tour places like Caesarea, Nazareth, uh, Caesarea Philippi, Capernaum, Bethlehem. You'll sail the Sea of Galilee, visit the Jordan River, the Dead Sea, as well as museums, and walk where Jesus walked following the final steps of our Lord from the Garden of Gethsemane, he took Agatha. Should be a good time. <laughs> Church, would you please join me in thanking the Lord for this precious and faithful family. Thank you. You may be seated, and you can be seated as well. Thank you very much. Next, we're going to be singing one more song together, Psalm 42. As the praise band comes, I'd like to introduce our guest speaker for today, now that he only has two and a half minutes to preach. <laughs> we'll be uh, kind and give him a little longer. What better choice could there be than the man whom I have no doubt God used to influence and model what a pastor truly looks like? We've been blessed to have Teddy and Karen Heron as members of our faith family for a better part of four years. 
now, uh, and I'm excited to hear what the Lord has laid on his heart to challenge us this morning. I used used to tell our church, we advertise when our services start, not when we finish. So so, uh, I, I won't be punctual here, but the... It is our joy uh, to be here in Carroll with you and uh, fellowshipping with our son, our pastor. I want to share a few select verses from Proverbs 23. It's a father to his son, and it's meet me to Mark. Verse 15 says, My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. Verse 16 says, my, most, my utmost being will exalt when your lips speak what is right. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she's old. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and your mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. I view this day as an appropriate celebration and recognition of 20 years of commendable, faithful, trustworthy ministry to a faithful under-shepherd and to to the flock of God that has, for the most part, joyfully dedicated his life, his youth, and his energy to this fellowship of believers known as First Baptist Church of Carroll, Michigan. So today I will take opportunity to speak of my son, Mark, as God did his son, Jesus, at the baptism of Jesus. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17 records God saying, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. I echo that sentiment. I stand before you this morning as what Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1 calls a glad father. A wise son makes a glad father. During my 40 years of pastorate, I did not have a pastor. My turn. (laughs) I did not have a pastor. Now in retirement, it has been a joy and a blessing for both Karen and me to have our son as our pastor. We believe him to be a good example of God's portrait of a godly man Described in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, quote, God has spoken. He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Many of you here today have been witnesses to Mark's conduct and character these last two decades, And I believe you would attest to his exemplary display of the expectation of Micah chapter 6, verse 8. I didn't know if I should ask for an amen or not. (laughs) Uh, It's important to me to point out to you that Pastor Mark would never, never ascribe Micah 6, 8 being descriptive of himself, which is merely an illustration of the fulfilling of the third thing that God requires to walk humbly. The reward of such a lifestyle is the promise that will come from others. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 2 says, let another man's lips praise you, not your own. It is far more refreshing to be commended by someone else rather than trying to explain how good and noble you are, at least in your mind. Commonly called bragging or egotistic or even bordering on being prideful. But for others to note those qualities in your son brings gladness to the parent's heart. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. Why son, glad dad. In our past ministry, Karen and I have been accused by some of the worldly people around us of being too strict uh, raising our children, that they are good, respectful, well-mannered, and can be trusted. We believe it was because we trained them up in the way that they should go. We set boundaries and expectations, and that is why they were noticeably good and respectable, 
and well-manneredly kids. By the grace of the Lord, they somehow seem to have survived those restrictions. I suppose you know that the, inst the instructions for Micah was nothing new to Israel. Essentially, the same commands were given by God to, to Israel just before Israel was going to enter the promised land. Moses records for us in Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13, he says, Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve him as the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul. And don't miss the next part, verse 13. And to keep his commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today. Now this is the last part. Wait for it. For your good. That's why God gives commandments. They set boundaries for us so we can know what the limits are and what's expected. Every sport you play has boundaries. They have rules that help us excel within the boundaries of the field or the court or even the speed limit. Even in a lifestyle for our good. I hope you have boundaries. I hope you have expectations for your children. I hope they know what they are and why obedience is so important for their good. But the real hard part comes when God comes up with a command like, love your neighbors as yourself. That calls for selfless living. Where can you ever find an example of that kind of lifestyle? Selfless serving. I believe we at First Baptist Church are abundantly blessed to have God-fearing and God-serving pastoral staff. Both Pastor Mark and Pastor Chris are in awe of God, unashamed of the gospel of Christ, and students of scripture. Led by Pastor Mark, they are not only continuing learners, they are also teachers of God's word, the Bible. For over two decades, Pastor Mark has had a profound, positive spiritual impact on the youth of this church, not to mention the many adults that have been well-fed with the gospel of truth. If you come to this church, you will be taught the Bible and distinctively rightly divided. Interestingly, God spoke of his son, Jesus, on another occasion in the New Testament, this time on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Peter, James, and John were so enamored with having seen Moses and Elijah, they were, they were ready to build three monuments when God interrupted their euphora by reminding them who they were talking to. Matthew chapter 17, verse 5 says, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. But this time he added a little addendum. Listen to him. Pastor Mark is a faithful servant of God in love with the Lord, the word of God, his wife Amanda, his children, Paige, Luke, Johanna, and Owen, and this church family for over 20 years. As his glad parents and members of this church, Karen and I believe that Pastor Mark has won an audience to listen, listen to him and learn. Proverbs 23, 24, and 25 says, the father of the righteous will be glad will gladly rejoice, and he who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and your mother be glad. Let her who bore him rejoice. All I can say is, I am glad, and Karen does indeed rejoice in our son, our pastor, Pastor Mark. Congratulations on 20 years of fruitful, faithful service to the Lord at First Baptist Church in Carroll, Michigan. I have a little something I'd like to give to you. Karen is going to bring it to me. It's been dancing around all morning. <laughs> I did as hard as I could. Mark, would you come and get this? <laughs> you can unwrap it. Surprise! <laughs> Pastors are actually under shepherds to, as John calls, the good shepherd. The writer of Hebrews calls 
Jesus the great shepherd, and Peter calls him the chief shepherd, Jesus. Pastors are helpers who gather the flock to seek the lost, even at the most inconvenient of times. I'd like to present this painting of, our, of a sheepdog rejoicing having found a lost but now found sheep. The 99 are safe, and it is the one that is lost that will draw the attention of the caring under-shepherd, even in the midst of difficult times. This was given to me by Mark and Amanda while I was an under-shepherd for the Lord. It is done by Amanda's mom, Eve Rodriguez, which only adds value to the ownership. Lord bless you as you continue to serve the Lord many years to come. Not to be lost in all of this, are the abundantly thank we are abundantly thankful for our pastor's wives, both Amanda and Julie. It's a vital asset to the work of the ministry here and in your family. We appreciate both you ladies and the work that you do for the Lord here in Carroll. Lord bless you, buddy. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. We can't uh, have all that and not say something. <laughs> so Amanda's going to go first. I just said, are you going to say something? He goes, yeah. I'm like, can I have a turn? <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, this is wow. Um, I don't have anything planned, but the last few minutes I was just trying to think of some things that I would say. And um, first of all, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. And thank you for recognizing um, Mark um, on these 20 years. That truly is a gift and a blessing um, to him. And then as his wife, um, to see you love him like this. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing my children as a mom um, of these four beautiful children that I have that God has blessed us with. Um, sometimes as in ministry, um, husband and wife and um, being able to share part of your lives, it sometimes will involve counseling or will involve emergencies. And sometimes we just have to say, stay here. And, um, or we have to go to a meeting and we can't tell you where we're going or what we're doing um, because our kids can talk, <laughs> um, which is a gift. But we, we try to um, not be, uh, protect you guys. And so we won't say things very much to them sometimes. And so sometimes we'll just be leaving them at home or you know, quick grandma and grandpa are going to pick you up or something. Not a lot of details. So I say all that because their life sometimes gets shifted and kind of um, shifted around unexpectedly sometimes. And so, um, and they have to deal with that, which is fine. Is we are completely okay and God has given them the grace to be able to handle things like that over the past 20 years. But it is kind of shifty in their life. So thank you so much for recognizing them because we do it together as a family. It's a they are ministering to you as well when they allow us to get out of the house and do certain certain things. And so thank you for loving on them as a mom. I appreciate it. And over the years, I have forgotten my kids so many times to pick them up in Sunday school or after church. <laughs> so thank you for, or for being gracious towards me as a mom when we're all greeting and stuff. I truly do appreciate that. Um, there's lots of things I could say over the last 20 years, and, um, and I'll just say because I, I'm his wife, and I'm so thankful that God has allowed me to be on this journey with him and this ride of pastoral ministry that he does, and um, I get to come alongside him. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's way fun, super cool, and we've been blessed in so many ways um, by you guys. And... Um, I think Mark does a wonderful job at home in taking care of his family. And the only reason he can take care of us is because he loves the Lord so much. He loves them. He loves him first. And he loves us best. And then out of that, he cares for our church family. And so, um, man, there's just so many different little things I could say. And I just want to say thank you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He said to me the other day, he said, I, like, I have lots of hobbies. And I kind of 
I like to do lots of projects. And he was talking the other day about things that he would like to do. And he says, I think my hobby is that I'm going to be a friend. I just want to be a friend. And so that just shows his heart. That shows where he's at. And um, that was a great, uh, great thing to hear for me even. And so um, I love you. <laughs> and thank you. I love you too. Thank you for being a great example to all of us. And um, I love you. I'm going to stop talking now. But thank you. And you don't know, that was another thing, that gift that he's always said, I would like to go there someday. So thank you for that. You've answered one of his gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I did request. So. Absolutely. Thank you. you. Thank you. <clears throat> wow. Well, uh, as Amanda said, there are, are lots of things to say at this point, and um, I want I want to believe everything that was said today. I want to believe that. Um, but most of you know that I'm not actually as good as I, I, that sounded, right? You know that, right? <laughs> like this is like funeral talk, where you you own, <laughs> like. You just tell the good things, right? Like, you all know, like, there's a, there's a backside to every one of those conversations, a backside to every one of those character things, is there's, there's flaws, right? I mean, you know that. And so let's not kid ourselves here. But, but, but the grace, I mean, it is grace, right? It is grace that any of us have, have any capacity to do anything kind or anything helpful or anything good. Like, there is none who are good, no, not one, right? That is true for all of us. And it's only grace, it's only grace that any of us have, have the capacity to do any sort of work for the Lord that would be honorable to him and good to other people. It's grace. I'm a recipient of grace. You're a recipient of grace. It's all that. The reason I stand here today is, is not because I, I'm, I'm anything. And quite frankly, all the people that talks and my wife and my parents, like, that's why I'm actually here. <laughs> Like, if it, if it were not for that, if it were not for the grace of God and the people of God, I would not be here, quite literally, obviously, my mother. But, but, <laughs> but spiritually speaking, like, I, I, I am, I am a, a weak, I'm a, a spiritually, I have struggles, and there, there have been difficulties in my life. And so the grace that has been given to me through, through friends and family, like, I am, I am standing on the shoulders of so many people here today. And so, um, super, super humbling this morning. Um, blessed to hear those stories. Man, uh, Caleb and Jenny, thank you for coming uh, today. Man, does our heart good. We miss you like crazy. And so, the other ones are, are already here, so we, we get to see them, and we're thankful for them. But, man, it was good to, good to see you guys. Um, so, let, let, let's just, yeah, I mean, I said a lot of things. I'm, I have lots of things to say. Maybe I'll write something and send it out this week, but, but just... From the bottom of our heart, man, thank you. And you guys, like, I came, okay, and they're playing the wrong song for, for, like, they're not playing the right song. And I'm like, I did not pick that song. And so I look at the order of service, I'm like, I didn't pick that song, did I? And then they lied to me. <clears throat> and I walked, and I, and I believed them. And, and I walked, and, and also, I mean, the fact that I knew, I only knew, I knew something was going, but not today. So the fact that this all happens makes me a little concerned of what else could be happening. <laughs> you think you know what's going on, but you actually don't know. Anything. So anyways, um, and man, this, this group didn't get to say anything, but um, man, like, right, yeah. Uh, lots of lots of opportunities with music stuff for the years, and uh, man, just and there's so many, right? There's so many things. So let let let's just say thank you, and may God bless you and keep you. Let me read our uh, benediction. Let's stand and we'll read the benediction and be done for today. And man, from this pastor to to you all, thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you. Our benediction comes from Second Corinthians chapter 13. For all your work on this, um, appreciate you. Now as we go from here, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all until the day of Christ's return. Amen and amen. Thank you for coming today. Our God.